Omajjinatramanandasya, Jinajjina Salakaya, Chakshur Militanyena, Tasmai Sri Guruve Namaha. Vanchakalpadu Bhischa, Kripa Sindhubevacha, Patitanam Pamanebhyo, Vaishnavidya Namo Namaha. Thank you all for coming. So we're discussing Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's uh, presentation of Bhaktiyaloka, which is a series of essays that he wrote in regards to Rupa Goswami's Upadeshamrita, verses 2 and 3, dealing with uh, items that are unfavorable first and items that are favorable for our devotional practice. So we've gone through the first six of those items. Achahara Priyasascha Prajapaniyamagraha Janasangas Chalayamcha Sadbir Bhaktir Vinashiti Items that are not favorable to our practice. So this evening we begin discussing six items that Rupa Goswami has mentioned which are favorable for devotional service. Utsahan Nishchayadaryatatkarma Pavartanat Sangas Utsahan, Utsaha, enthusiasm. So six qualities that enhance bhakti. As we mentioned before, a good way to look at these qualities are not so much as do's and don'ts because that really doesn't do them justice. Do's and don'ts is something that we uh, we first of all have a uh, a natural materialistic viewpoint of do's and don'ts and uh, second of all we're trying to culture bhakti so bhakti is a is is we're trying to develop love of course the beginning stages of love means that we have to give up something in order to attain something Uh, love's always that way it's it's a matter of uh, sacrifice, and ultimate sacrifice leads to ultimate love. So what we're what we need to give up is the conception of of enjoyment, which won't let us enter into a spiritual relationship, which is full of loving exchange, loving emotion. This is due to our conditioning. Our conditioning is to enjoy material emotion. Even more base than the emotion of material enjoyment is uh, enjoyment of the senses and the sense objects. Basically, if we look, although there is some emotion to love within lower species, for the most part, uh, their love is simply expressed through an acceptance of the bounty of the Supreme. That bounty is accepted through satisfying the senses, beginning primarily with the tongue, uh, the nourishment, then the prana, the life airs themselves. Anamoya. Anamoya is is sustenance of the of the self through through eating. Anamoya, pranamoya is, is sustenance through breathing. Anamoya, pranamoya, jnanamoya, a little bit of knowledge doesn't hurt in trying to enjoy our senses. 
so we look at this and basically we're takers on this end of that loving exchange the Lord is providing nourishment for all living entities Anamoya and we are accepting that nourishment from the lowest species up to the highest they all need some nourishment and as as the bodies evolve then then there's also the sustenance of the living entity through the life heirs then there's the sustenance through some knowledge so we're coming to the higher species or perhaps the human form of life maybe a little bit in the lower species they learn where the good food is and you know (laughs) they learn different tricks of the trade of survival if I stick with the herd I'm likely to survive if I if I leave, you know, there's a chance I will be consumed. So there's some knowledge also there in the animal species. And Anandamoya, we want some pleasure. Our loving begins by taking. There's not much of a, a loving attitude on our part. We're taking food, we're taking life airs, we're taking, you know, nourishment. Through those things, we're acquiring knowledge to enhance uh, that taking uh, which is self-centered and uh, we go on beyond that into uh, into actually uh, seeking uh, uh, a truly egocentric life in Ananda we want the Ananda to be all about us and we want everybody to jump onto that bandwagon where we're the, the center of that Ananda pleasure so not much of a reciprocation there on the spiritual platform at all. And there's not a lot of, of spiritual emotion involved in any of the loving on the material plane, if any at all. As I said before, perhaps we could look to some spiritual emotions uh, coming to the hum- human form of life, but uh, pretty few and far between for the most part without actually a touch of bhakti uh, there's really none at all if you can if you really think deeply about it let's say that you live you know let's talk about those emotions that we have occasionally within the human form of life uh, the fleeting emotion of uh, of uh, falling in love the, the the distressed emotion of lo- losing a loved one, uh, the uh, the emotion when everything everything in our life fails and we become very oh God, why are you doing this to me? Or we're in extreme distress or overwhelmed. overwhelmed in so many ways. So we have some touch of emotion, but we <laughs> don't really know who we're reciprocating with. It's like. Oh God, you know, as I said before, when we started this whole series of of gradual classes, uh, we have this sense of uh, just tell me what to do, give me a sign, let me know that you're on the other side, at least listening. Uh, for the most part, independent of the introduction in our lives of the sadhu who comes to to assist us we're for the most part we're in a lost condition until bhakti comes bhakti 
comes through the Madhyamadakari and and we have some great um, unimaginable good fortune that's coming into our life and giving us uh, a true perspective on our true self a true perspective on true spiritual love and a dignified process whereby we can attain that. And if we look specifically to the gracious dispensation of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, one of the primary aspects of his Namo Mahabharanaya Krishna Prema Pradayate, his giving to suffering humanity Krishna Prema First of all, generally this is not given, this Krishna Prem. There's so many systems of, of and sampradayas to attain the Supreme Lord, but Krishna Prem on the highest level is practiced by the by his most intimate associates in Vraj. This is unheard of. This only comes when there's some some existential crisis on Krishna's part and he's trying to make up with... Uh, anyway... Those are some intimate details of why Lord Chaitanya is adventing externally and then also internally. So, Krishna's in a crisis and uh, he needs to experience what it is, is it about me that, that's attractive to Radha. I need to taste that. I don't want her to have, have access to more of myself than I have access to my own self. There's something about the way she is. I need to know that. So, Lord Chaitanya is the outcome of that emotion on Krishna's part. And, as a side benefit to suffering humanity, let me do something that I've never done before. Let me give some entrance into this... this, uh, this loving exchange that I have with my topmost devotees, let me distribute that freely to people that have little or no qualification. Actually, let's just distribute it without any... We will forget, we'll just throw the rules out. We're just going to throw all those out and we're going to have a Sankirtan movement and we're just going to pick up all of suffering humanity. Everybody can come. No admission fee at all. Just come freely. So let's do that. So let's take advantage of that. So, Rupa Goswami, he's given us some things to be cautious of. And now he's saying, and there's six items you can perform. And if you do these, these will enhance your development of love. So let's not look at these items as do's and don'ts, let's look at them in relationship to the culture of love. So, if I if I'm not late to the first date, that's good for me. If I am bathed and clean when I go to the door, that's good. If I shake the Father's hand, okay, now we're moving in the right direction. So, some do's and don'ts, but what are they related to? I'm trying to develop a relationship with this young girl, and hey, if I play my cards right, 
maybe, maybe she'll see in me what I see in her. Maybe. So, let me go for that. So Rupa Goswami is saying, these are some things let's do that are positive. So he begins, Utsaham nischaya darya tatat karma pavartanat sangatwagat satovrite sadbir bhakti prasidyati so the whole verse the whole verse there are six principles favorable to the execution of pure devotional service utsaha being enthusiastic nitschaya endeavoring with confidence darya being patient tat tat karma pavartana acting according to regulative principles such as shravanam, kirtanam, vishnu, swaranam hearing, chanting and remembering Krishna sangatwaga abandoning the association of non-devotees and satovriti or sadhuvriti following in the footsteps of the previous acharyas. These six principles undoubtedly assure the complete success of pure devotional service. Wait a minute. He gave us six don'ts in his last verse. One of the don'ts was don't associate with worldly-minded people. Is he repeating himself? Because the fifth item in this do list is don't associate with worldly-minded people. There must be some real significance to this. For Rupa Goswami is not a man to to simply make and repeat himself unnecessarily. So I think we need to really take heed of Sangatwaga, abandoning the association of non-devotees. What's he say in the other verse? Janasanga, giving up. In the last verse, the words are Janasanga giving up the association of worldly-minded persons. And here he's saying, Sangatwaga, abandoning the association of non-devotees. So in both verses, this is stressed. It's all about association. Our, the nurturing of our spiritual growth and our love on this emotional spiritual plane is significantly benefited by this do and don't, which are both don't associate with worldly minded people. It's a don't and it's a do. Do not do this and do don't do this. It's kind of a real emphasis that he's making here. But that's not our discussion for this evening. We're going to start at the beginning with enthusiasm. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur in discussing enthusiasm in his Bhakti Aloka, which 
these classes are centered on, these do's and don'ts. Uh, and we will, of course, in the end, as I said, it's interesting that these first four verses of Upadesha Amrita each have six items. So the first verse was in Bhaktivinoda Thakur's presentation, conditional. Conditional in that it was specifically for those who are directing others in devotional life. So not all of us are in that position. Now, of course, we're in Lord Chaitanya's Sankirtan movement, and this particular aspect that we're involved with is an outreach. So we're not, uh, what's that terminology? There's the, those that go out Did and preach. As the introvert, Goshi Yes, Bhajananda. perfect. Goshi and Bhajananda. So, the Vaishnav, Vaishnavs, they, they basically fall into these two classes. They're both extraordinary in, in their devotional practice. And some would say that those that go out and do outreach are in a higher position, but higher or lower, they're all trying to develop their love for Krishna. Uh, those that are that are the the Gostyanandi, their outreach section, they're praising the Bhajananandis who are only doing bhajan, and the Bhajananandis are praising those that are only doing outreach and Sankirtan. So, well, that's the nature of Vaishnav culture, is we always put ourselves in the lower positions and even when we look we could say well the outreach is more and bhajan is but unless you go to the stage of bhajan you have to culture bhajan at a certain time this is a progressive path so um, I don't know how we went there but <laughs> um the first enthusiasm. Yes, enthusiasm. So, um, Bhaktivinoda Kaur speaks here uh, in his presentation um, about enthusiasm, and he he begins by. Now the screensaver came on. Hmm. Uh, he speaks there of the... He says one thing, very interesting. The absence of desire is the work of inertia. We become a, When we have no real desire, well, why even get out of bed? I mean, really... If you have, if nothing's, you want something to eat, you got to become active. You got, you know, so whatever we, whatever we may want, we have to be active in order to acquire it. So he says here, inertia is the opposite opposite of the spirit of the nature of spirit. So basically, he's saying inertia is the fruit of ignorance 
because ignorance is in opposition to spirit. And he goes on. I just highlight a few things of what he's brought out. The nature of 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 developedness enthusiasm is well he he puts it as it's it's such an important ingredient the way Bhaktivinoda Thakur presents it. Uh, he quotes Krishna uh he quotes Krishna from Krishna's discussion with Uddhava a lot in this Bhatya Loka. Uh, this discussion is is really centered on developing, uh, you know, the higher consciousness of how a devotee should approach the Supreme Lord and how he should culture love. So he quotes Krishna from the eleventh canto in speaking of the different paths of advancement, gyan, karma, and bhakti. He says, if somehow or other by good fortune, we've talked about good fortune quite a bit, one develops faith in hearing and chanting my glories, such a person being neither very disgusted with nor attached to material life should achieve perfection through the path of bhakti yoga. So again, we come to this having some moderation. Moderation means having a a reasonable attitude with reasonable expectations according to where we're situated in our practice. Not going overboard, but not becoming lazy. Reasonable expectations. One that is... He's not overly disgusted with material life. He takes what he needs. Yukta Vairagya. He uses according to what is necessary to keep body and soul happily situated in devotional service. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, what? This process is everlasting and it's joyfully performed. Krishna doesn't want a bunch of miserable devotees. It really doesn't speak well, for, especially for the ghost Giannatis, to be going on outreach, and it's like, boy, I wish there would have been some sugar in my halava this morning. You wouldn't leave that out, right? Uh, okay. So, or something to that effect. We, you know, we need to be well-situated. We need to have the body and the mind and the consciousness to be satisfied in our practice. Not too much, not too little. Some temperance, some, some uh, reasonable expectations of what to expect from the practice so that we be, don't, don't become psychotic. We don't expect more than what is reasonable and we know the process. We have some bandhagyana. Now, we're going to come to the next word, Utsaha Nishchaya Daryat. And 
he really stresses there the importance of having familiarity. This confidence. Confidence comes from knowing there is a practice. A practice which is composed of of different things. Sambandha, Abhideya, and Prayojan. And we need to have knowledge of those. Do we need to be a pundit? Do we need to know every single verse? No, but you need to know this is this is a reasonable reasonable path wherein we progress step by step. And we're going to come to a place here in the you know where we're going to understand the the interesting nature of even going back further than Rupa Goswami where did these different stages of devotional service where were they spoken of so we've we've touched upon the fact that these stages all of them adau shraddha tata sadhu those are there in the bhagavatam right in the beginning we're also going to find from the from the chaitanya charitamrita where sri chaitanya himself gives these stages step by step in his instructions so again and this is the second time Bhaktivinoda Thakur has quoted this verse from the 10th I'm sorry from the 11th canto the verse that you asked about the other day even though he is sometimes engaged in sense gratification my devotee knows that all sense of gratification leads to a miserable result and he sincerely repents his activities he still remains happy and worships me even when he is a beginner even when the senses will not give him peace enough to practice steadily so he's at the stage of unsteady practice anista bhajana kriya the senses he's still in battle with the senses he hasn't yet even come to the truce of nista what to speak of the the all seeing everything as favorable even the most unfavorable of circumstances on the material plane as coming from krishna's hand personally that's 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 a very advanced stage, but that comes. So first, there's this battle at Anista Bhajna Kriya. The senses are still saying, "Wait a minute, what are you telling me? I got to give this up again. I got to give that up. I can't think hateful thoughts anymore. I have to only think good things about. I have to do so many do's and don'ts here to get the mind." to a position where it leaves me alone so that I can become steady and really start to appreciate the holy name and start to start to function not on the sensual platform on the emotional platform and the true spiritual emotion that is my constitutional position constitutional in that I'm given a situation where I'm not in the foreign energy that I'm in the internal energy. 
Karma arises from lust, Gyan arises from indifference, and Bhakti arises from faith in the Supreme Lord. Karma arises from lust, Gyan arises from indifference. Simple, karma. Karma arises from wanting to act because I want to satisfy my karma. So, karma, I have to engage in karma. So, Gyan arises from indifference. I'm indifferent to this material plane. I realize there's really no enjoyment there. But I don't know anything more than just turning off the misery. That's the extent of my knowledge. And if I have any knowledge that there is bhakti, my knowledge only extends up to the point where I can recognize that I can utilize this as an anga of my jnana, as a limb of my knowledge that lets me come to the perfection of merging into the Supreme. But the bhakti, his practice is based on a sambandha which revolves around faith. Faith is the foundation. And faith is an ever for the bhakti is it begins with faith, a Tao Shraddha Tatasadu. Now of course we know there's a little Ashnata Sukriti and Vishwanath adds those five items to his to his uh, nine items of progressive service to uh, to bring it to fourteen and his first two are uh, you know the, some activity uh, some gracious dispensation from Bhakti herself coming through the agency of the sadhu and uh, some action on, on the par- our part in that regard that we don't even know is beneficial to us, such not unknown to us Sukriti, some action so Sukriti so Bhakti arises from faith so this is these are the foundational aspects of these three different paths. Lust, karma, is the foundational aspect of karma yoga. We want something out of it. That's the intent of the practice. The foundation of the practice, the sambandha of the practice is that knowledge which will give me the what I should do to fulfill my lust. So, that foundational knowledge is is there in karma, based around lustful desire. And the jnana, he's indifference to everything on the material plane. He's indifference to enjoying or suffering in matter. And that indifference leads him to want to Turn it off. His sambanda is, I want to turn it off. It's the foundation upon which his practice is built, and he has, and the knowledge relative to perfecting that practice. And 
that knowledge primarily is knowledge not to be uh, tricky about it but foundational to his practice is an, an in-depth analysis of the knowledge of the Veda so that it can understand what is actually matter and what is spirit what is me and what isn't me if I can understand what I am and what I'm not and then let me go deeper okay so I'm not this body I'm not these senses I'm not this mind I'm not these emotions I'm not these things that are driving me to enjoy or to give up enjoyment I'm something more than that I have no no connection whatsoever with matter so that's the foundation for the bhakti the foundation of his practice is faith 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 in what in sadhu sangha faith in what I see in the lovers of Krishna can come into me I have faith in that I see the sadhu that is the ingress of bhakti into our lives I'm enthused by what I see to the point of wanting to engage in the practice and I take the practice under, up under good guidance Bhaktivinoda Thakur says something which I thought was very interesting and we've touched on this before but it's nice the way he puts it he says it is useless trying to independently destroy ignorance and lust in the heart it is useless to try to destroy ignorance and lust in the heart independently independently is the key word there but ignorant ignorance, lust, fruitive activities all doubts and material knowledge are destroyed by the mercy of the Lord in the course of cultivating devotional service again he's emphasizing the significance of of the ingress of bhakti that Krishna is coming, Krishna can easily Cheto Darpa Namarjanam Bhava Mahadavan. He can cleanse the heart of this ignorance and lust. But it's kind of foolish for us to try to do that independently of his assistance. That's why we, the bhaktas, when they look at the paths of karma and jnan, they're appalled that someone would go to all that hard work to cleanse the heart when they're never going to be successful without that little pinch of bhakti so why not just let bhakti do the whole why you want to work really hard really really hard you work so hard to, to clean your existence your mind, your thoughts everything and you're, you, you think, I can do it. I can, I can clean everything. But then, 
without that touch of bhakti, that little bit at the end, it's not going to be successful. But the bhakti, the bhakti just throws his arms in the air and says, Krishna, do your thing. It's cool. I, I'm. Let me chant your name. You've told me this will cleanse my heart. Why do I need to struggle and try so hard for something that's so difficult to attain over lifetimes when I can just surrender? For money, yes. So, Bhaktivinoda says here we should not lose our enthusiasm because we have no strength to destroy the reactions to our karma. It's an important point. Yeah. We, we should no strength to destroy. We, we shouldn't become we shouldn't lose enthusiasm thinking we can't we have no strength to destroy our karma. Why should that be a negative? If I can if I can latch on to Krishna and he says as they surrender unto me I reward them accordingly if Krishna is giving us those insurances just a little advancement on this path can save one from the greatest danger all these assurances Krishna is giving we what is not to be enthusiastic about Krishna is giving an encouragement even when we are in the most vulnerable unqualified position he's there to, to carry what we have preserve what we have provide what we lack and destroy lust and ignorance which we can't really do independently anyway Bhaktivinoda proceeds to discuss Anistabhajna Kriya in regards to this enthusiasm because that's the nature of the beginning of our service he says until he attains this fixed devotional service his service remains flickering in this stage of devotional service there are six symptoms so he drawing from Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's Madhurya Kandamani brings out the six stages of unsteady practice which will make our enthusiasm a little shaky because we're not steady yet. So he discusses those. And since we've already described those pretty extensively in the classes of Madhurya Kadambani, we'll just mention them in passing. Beginning, false confidence, sporadic endeavor, sometimes hot, sometimes cold, Vyudavikalpa. Anybody remember? Vyudavikalpa. If I make a change in my situation, then I'll become good in my devotion. Then my devotional service will, will be properly situated. Then I go and I do that. I become a renunciate or I become a householder. Or I do this. I move to a different... Take on a different service. So many things. And I'm still in the same position. Well, that didn't work. So that's a, we have to be careful that when we're confronted with these six items which are what? They're psychological conditions of unsteady practice. 
they come and they go. They come and they go differently with different devotees according to different times and different psychological samskaras that they may have. Visaya Sangara, struggle with the senses, the battle. We touched on that this evening. Niyamaksama, the inability to uphold vows. Not so much the vows when we think of vows, we think, oh, I need these regulations, regulative practices or regulations given by the guru to to keep the senses at at least in some kind of a uh, abeyance so they don't grossly interfere with us. But more in Vishwanath's own commentary, uh, Madhurya Kadambani, on Rupa Goswami's progressive verses, uh, it speaks to that desire to attain a certain level of devotion in my daily practice and at the end of the day I didn't chant the quantity of rounds that I wanted I was able to meet what I required but I wanted to increase or I didn't want these kind of thoughts to come into my mind and at the end of the day I found that they came many times so broken vows more with I think although the English translation is broken vows, we're talking more about unfulfilled commitments. We've committed to do something and we've we've not been able to accomplish that. So I think that's a, a better way to look at this. A goal? Hmm? Be a, goal? a goal, wanting to attain a particular goal, but it more of an internal I want, not not that it's an external imposition but something that we aspire to in our service. That's the way Vishwanath puts it forth. And last, Taranga Ragini, riding on the waves of devotional success. I have a little success, but all of a sudden we say, wow, this is great. And then we turn that greatness into a, an appreciation of the benefits that it offers me. All of a sudden, wow, people like the way I do my service, people approach me, people respect me, people honor me, people give me money, position, fame. Uh, of particular significance here is, is what, uh, what uh, is referred to by the great sages as the... Uh, the greatest enemy of our progressive spiritual life, pratista, wanting wanting some some recognition, some some position, and in, in we start thinking, well, we're entitled to this. Look at this. I, I've studied. I've practiced my whole life. Now I'm getting the benefit, and we become a little proud. And that pride. Well, what do they say about pride? <laughs> He goes on to mention, he quotes his own book, Harinam Jintamani, and uh, he says, I further divided this inattentiveness. So he's talk, we're talking about being enthusiastic, and he's, the correlation is, well, if you're not enthusiastic, you're unattentive in your service. So he's saying there's, is divided into three, he divides it into three in Harinam Jintamani. Apathy, inactivity, and distraction. Then he closes 
his discussion here with the very emphatic statement. He says, the word shraddha certainly means faith. Okay, we'll accept that. But enthusiasm is the life of shraddha. That the life of one's faith is exhibited by their enthusiasm for what they have faith in. It's, it brings, without enthusiasm, faith does not, does not have any, it has no fuel. So enthusiasm is what is fueling the faith that drives the sadhika's practice. So some interesting points this evening regarding enthusiasm. I'll stop there. The next class will be on confidence. Any questions about it being enthusiastic and not being lethargic? Uh, I have, yeah, I have a question. Yeah. Um, is getting out of the material world uh, okay to be enthusiastic about that? It's, it's good to be enthused in that way. Uh, at a certain point, uh, once, one, once one has attained the stage of steadiness, nista, nista is characterized by the third verse of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Siksastikam. And we notice when one reaches nista, he's steady in his practice, one of the characteristics of that nista is naranam najanam nasundarim kavitram va jagadishakamaye mama janmani janmani sware bhavatad bhaktirahaitaki twai I don't want any of the benefits of material life. I'm done with all that. Naranam najanam nasundarim I don't need all this material things and I'm so enthusiastic I'm so steady in my practice I'm so convinced I don't really care where I'm serving Krishna in the beginning at, a, at the stage of anas, Anista Bhajana Kriya yes we have some desire to, to end the miseries of material existence but the whole process is leads us to a stage in our devotional practice where relief from material misery well if I have no more desire for material enjoyment then there's no concomitant miseries for my material actions so it doesn't matter whether I'm liberated or not does that answer your question? yeah that's a good answer yes you're welcome anything else? Thank you so much for your association. Hare Krishna.